Have you thought about selling your home and then also buying another place in, in, in this area, in the Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Cary area? Um, you know, we get the question all the time. How do you even do this right now with the markets the way they are? Real estate is moving. And so we don't have a great answer, but we know someone who does. And her name is Renee Hillman. Uh, she's a friend of mine. Uh, she got me into my first house and my second house and probably will be my third house as well. But uh, she has been on a previous podcast episode. Uh, we got great feedback on the way she explains things, how she takes you through the real estate market. So we thought, let's bring her back in and have her explain what's going on in the world today uh, as a, from a real estate perspective. And we know we have listeners, honestly, all over the country. Um, and the real estate market is pretty hot no matter where you live. So I will tell you the tips that uh, Renee shares, you can apply no matter where you live at, if you're thinking about buying or selling a house. So I think it's extremely beneficial for uh, just get your head wrapped around this type of market. Um, by the way, uh, wherever you're listening to us, we certainly would appreciate it if you follow us or subscribe to us. If you listen to us on iTunes in particular, we would love it if you like the show to give us a five-star rating and to also write us a review. We certainly do appreciate those. But before we get into the show, we're going to do a quick disclosure. The information in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to our Monday podcast. And every Monday, our goal is to always bring some value by interviewing another expert, someone else who can bring uh, us value uh, as advisors, as well as our listeners value. And today we actually have a repeat. It's Renee Hillman, who is an expert in real estate. So thank you so much for being with us, Renee. I'm excited to be here again. Thank you for asking. And what we're excited about, because uh, this is, this is, you are the very first who's ever been in our studio other than Morgan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I like getting here. Yeah. yeah. So like we, we, you know, our idea was that we, when we originally started this is, that, oh, we'll bring people into the studio. Obviously COVID is around. And so we didn't do anything, anybody in the studio. So it just makes it nice because we can actually have a conversation and talk to you here. So thank you so much yes. for driving over to the office. Yeah. Much better than Zoom. Yeah. It's nice seeing you guys in real life. Yeah. It's nice to get back in person and it's nice to have someone in our studio to really get some good interaction. Um, and I got to say, you know, uh, Renee was one of our first interviews when we started this podcast uh, of more than a year ago, and and we got a lot of good feedback off of the off of her expertise in real estate and what's going on there. And I know she got a few phone calls from people that were listening too. So we decided to bring her back. So I think you know this is going to be a really good one. And think about this: uh, 
you know, you were within the first few episodes, first handful. I can't remember exactly which episode right this minute, but uh, we are now over 90 episodes into this. So, uh, so here's why we brought Renee back. If you are in the process right now of either selling a home or buying a home, you know that right now the real estate market, no matter where you're at, I've talked to people all over the country and I'll say it's almost across the board. The situation is extremely similar. If you are here in the Raleigh, Durham area, and that encompasses all the little side uh, areas, Garner, Cary, Wake Forest, um, you know, anywhere we could name right now, the real estate market is just crazy. And so we wanted to bring you on, Renee, and just kind of ask you some questions, things that we're hearing from our clients, things we've got questions about. So I hope you're ready for a bunch of questions. I think so. <laughs> okay. As prepared as I'm going to be. So I have to tell you what, as a, as a realtor, could you just kind of give us your synopsis, your overview of the market right now and kind of what you're seeing real life in the trenches, what it looks like to you? Okay. So I think first and foremost, inventory. I mean, that seems to be the pain point across the country, um, but very much here. Um, our inventory levels have been around 1,500 homes. To put that in context, for a normal market, we really need eight to 9,000 homes to sell. Um, so that has really put us in a unique position. Um, and then you have the Apple announcement that happened. Yeah, big one. Um, and that really, all of a sudden, I kind of feel like put us over the edge, so to speak. Um, so a lot of um, speculation starting to happen in our market again at a more robust level. Um, so that's from the, I guess, seller's perspective. You know, buyer's perspective right now is we have to be extremely prepared and bring our A plus, 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 plus game. Yeah. So, and you, you kind of touched on it, but I want to dive a little bit deeper into it you know, rates, mortgage rates are kind of at the lowest they've ever been. They were a little bit lower, say a couple of years ago, and they're starting to trickle up. Um, and so usually a low interest rate environment is typically what makes people want to buy a house. It makes it more affordable to buy a house and sometimes a bigger house than you could normally afford. So Renee, why, why are things selling so quickly? Is it just the interest rate environment or, or, or what else are you seeing that, you know, has cre created this low inventory high pressure type of environment that we're in right now? So I think it's a combination of a few things. When you are consistently ranked one of the top markets in the United States, right? But then behind markets that the average price points are 1.4, 1.2, we're almost, you know, two thirds less than that as an average price point. So I think people still see this area as a value. Um, so I think that's driving it. Obviously, it's a great place to live. We all know that we live here, mm -hmm. right? So the access to medical universities, IT, I mean, you name it, we have something for everyone here. And then the accessibilities to, of course, the beach and the mountains. Um, and I think also once COVID happened, people's patterns change. They're able to work from and live wherever they want to live. And because of the cost of living here, I think that's driving a lot of that kind of almost like a Mecca to this area. Well, uh, we love it here. So we know other people should love it here too. And, and the majority of our clients are individuals that have moved in from another market. Um, I would say our vast majority are people from up north who have moved uh, into the area. 
Uh, we don't get a lot of West Coast people, you know, who move over here, but sometimes they do if it's a job issue. So let's let's just talk about this for a second, because you know we were we were kind of having a little bit of a pre-discussion, but I said let's just save it for the show because I think these are like inquisitive questions. So let's just kind of walk down. I guess we have to tackle buying and selling, two very different things right now uh, when it comes in to play. So we've got clients right now that are saying, I'm going to sell my home. And they're very confident. They know they can sell their home. So in this type of market, you know, in, in any type of market, we want to put our best foot forward, right? But right now, when we know that if I have um, a house that I'm going to put up for sale, the likelihood that I'm going to get an offer relatively quickly is almost like assumed at this point. So, but I still don't want to leave money on the table. So what would you do if, if, if you're talking to somebody and they're thinking about selling their home again, what are some things they need to kind of think through? They don't want to just be, I mean, in my opinion, I don't think they just want to kind of go down this path of going, oh, I don't have to worry about it. So I don't do anything. I don't think, but so how would you address it right now? Well, and I think it really kind of depends on our clients goals, right? We spend a lot of time similar to you guys talking about, okay, what are your goals with this house? What do you want to accomplish? So depending on that, then we can put together like a very solid marketing plan. So we're still using stagers. We're still making sure that the house is crisp, clean, fresh paint, you know, new carpet, whatever we need to do to still present that home as close as possible to a model. And the reason why is when we have that home that is close as possible to a model, it's going, you know, the market will ultimately drive the price. And so that's where we're seeing these really large, you know, list price to sell price ratios, at least in our experience, is when we have a home that is kind of like gift wrapped for the buyer, so to speak. So, so what you're saying is it's still, it's still worth the time, the effort, and some of the money to put in the, put in the effort to actually fixing up the house before you take it to market. Um, whereas probably you could do a lot less, but then what I'm hearing is that, well, you may not get as many offers because the house just doesn't look as good. You'll probably still get some, but it, it kind of kicks you out of that competitive arena. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. I think the level of competition, right? If you create a home that one buyer wants to buy, there's multiple other buyers that want to buy it too. And you know, like everyone, no one wants to lose. So it creates that competitive advantage. Now, do we also have sellers that don't want to do anything, you know, as far as getting their house ready? Sure. And we can, you know, again, we navigate through that process to say, hey, this is what your house would be worth this way. This is what it would be worth this way. Mm. Um, you know, of course, outcomes right now are very hard to predict, but we can look, you know, on past sales to determine what those deltas look like. Yeah. Yeah. So that handles some of the selling side. Now, I got to imagine that if you're trying to buy a house right now in, in, in this area in the 50, 100 mile radius from Raleigh, it just seems like it's going to be overwhelming as far as, well, first finding a house because inventory is limited, but then also finding a way to get that offer accepted. So tell us what you're seeing there, you know, as far as what that process is and how, how a, a well-experienced realtor handles that process. So I think first and foremost, a lot of planning ahead of time, right? We can't go in just thinking, oh, we're going to look at homes. I mean, we really have to be armed because our job is to be able to sell you the buyer to the seller. Like why would a seller choose your offer over, you know, five to six other ones, or in some cases, 20 other ones. And I think that's where the preparation, you know, making sure that we have capital to work with, 
um, due diligence. Um, money has become a, a very large factor in our market outside of price. Um, and really just understanding all of those expectations when you're going through that process. And so we do a lot of education up front to make sure that we're prepared. Now, is it going to be 100% you know, success? No, but we are gonna do our best to advise based on what we're seeing in the current market. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. So you said a word there, due diligence. And a lot of our listeners, clients have not really, you know, they've been in their houses for 20, 30 years. Yes. And this due diligence thing, um, I think we kind of know what it is, but can you explain it? And then also explain the whole reasoning as to why it's become so important. So I kind of give the two minute elevator speech because it does, you know, it, it can get bogged down, but we are what we call a due diligence state. So the easiest way to explain that is as a buyer, you're paying to play, so to speak. So when let's say you have a $500,000 house, for example, um, due diligence amounts, you know, are variable, but obviously the higher that that due diligence amount is like, let's say $50,000 the less likely you are to back out of that transaction. So if you're competing against five or six other offers, they're all the same, you know, price-wise and other terms, but the due diligence money differs. That is money that the seller gets to keep should you back out for any reason whatsoever. Mm. Otherwise, it's credited back to you. So that's why that's become such a big player because you're demonstrating to the seller that, hey, I want this house. And so does the, the seller set like a minimum due diligence and then the buyer can up that? Or how does that work as far as, as the buyer to be able to show a level of, hey, I'm committed to this house? Yeah, it's interesting that you asked that because I literally, before I walked in here, had the same question. It's not a set number. Um, so that has been outside of the price, the moving target. And so what we do is we really have to reach out to, you know, we have to be creative with that because it's not a disclosed term. So we have to reach out to other vendors, see what they're seeing, um, talk to other agents, you know, kind of get a general idea. Hey, in this subdivision, in this price range, you know, what is this due diligence money looking like? Gotcha. So um, you, you put down this due diligence. That's an, you know, one thing sometimes I think that, you know, at least in my mind, sometimes people go, oh, I'm going to make a, if a person had the ability to say, I'm going to, I don't have to finance. Does that help? Or, or it that, does. Yeah. It does. I mean, anytime again, that we can, you know, it's a cash deal with proof of funds with, you know, the higher due diligence amounts, um, maybe accepting the house as is conditioned. I mean, there's a lot of, we kind of have a play sheet, so to speak of, um, you know, 20 different ways to win in a multiple offer. Mm -hmm. um, and we, you know, are constantly changing that because what we're seeing when one week isn't necessarily winning the next week. Yeah. So yeah, can we kind of, we walk down this path a little bit? Cause I have talked to many uh, clients that, you know, they say, I listed the house at X, so let's call it 500,000. I listed my house at 500,000. I sold it for 
whatever that is, 575, 600,000, whatever that is. Can you walk us through like, like real life steps? So if I have a house that I want, it's $500,000 and you're my realtor. And I say, I really like this house. I'm assuming you're going to have some level of conversation to say, how high will you go? And, and what you, I guess your recommendation that says, Hey, you shouldn't go over this, but then so walk us through kind of how we would have that conversation. And then also, how would that play out in real life? So I think what's interesting with our market, you know, you can kind of throw all the numbers out, right? It really comes down to what is the buyer's motivation and what's the reason that they need to be in a house. So what I find interesting is, of course, in this type of market, we're seeing larger appraisal gaps. So it's someone being okay, you know, understanding that they may be buying a home above what an appraiser would, you know, say the value is, and then being comfortable making up that difference between appraised value and selling price. Not sure that that 100% answers your question, but. Um, so, so I'm sorry, let's just go back to real numbers. So let's say, go back to my example. They list okay, the house at 500. Okay. Right. And I say to you, I really want this house. I really want to go in. And you're going to say, well, this house might appraise for, and I'm going to make up numbers, might appraise for as high as 550. Right. And I go, okay, good. But if you go to then, if I made, if I said, I really want this house. So I go to 575, 600, I'm going to have to put down or, or buy down that, that spread between the 550 appraised value and what I really say I'm buying it for 600,000. Correct. Yeah. So if, if, and this is not going to be a little bit more difficult numbers, but if you have that, you know, home that's listed at 500, you know, appraised value, maybe let's just say it comes in at 525 and we have an offer at 550, you're going to be responsible. Let's just say you're doing a conventional 20% down loan. You're going to be responsible for the 20% down based on appraised value. And then you have to make up what I call the kicker, yep. the, the 525 to the 550. Yep. Um, and I mean, really what we've been explaining to people is think about the listing price as the auction price, the starting price. Um, but the advantage of an auction, you see people, you know, flagging as each number goes up, we're going in blind. Mm -hmm. You know, a listing agent isn't able to disclose any terms on an offer. So we have to use our expertise and knowledge in the community or subdivision to say, hey, average over list price in this particular community, and it varies significantly across the board, is 10 to 13%. If we want to secure it, we probably need to be at 15% over mm. list price. So that conversation has changed with the buyer when they're saying, hey, we're, we're willing to go up to 600,000. Well, we might cap the search at 550 mm -hmm. to make sure that we have some bandwidth to go up. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. You don't, you don't really think about the appraisal having such a big impact on what the, end, the, the bottom line dollar ends up being. But if you look at it from the bank's perspective, the bank is going to be loaning you money to buy this house and they have to make sure it's a good investment for them too, which comes down to the appraisal. So I haven't really thought about it from that side, but that makes perfect sense. Um, Renee, you mentioned, you know, we're, we're talking about the reasons as to why it's such a desirable place to be, Raleigh, Cary, Durham, Chapel Hill, these, these areas. And it already was desirable. Uh, people were moving here for many different reasons. They, to escape the North weather, because we have four seasons, uh, it's just a nice place to be. You've got the beaches, you've got the mountains within a couple hours drive. But now we've got this, and our RTP was already strong and, and flourishing nationwide. Everyone knows who, what, what RTP is, but now 
now we've got Apple coming in. We've got a soccer stadium being put into Raleigh downtown. Eventually, all this revitalization of all the downtowns in the area. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Everyone's kind of worried, really worried about the traffic that's going to be coming in. But what about home prices? What's your and I know this is very speculative as far as what you think is going to happen. But what are your thoughts there? Well, I think until we can solve the supply problem, right? I mean, interest rates are at historic lows. You know, that's not going to stay like that forever, but we have a huge inventory problem. Well, where are they going to start building all these additional homes that we need to see? So I think it's a combination of we're finally really on the map. Not that we weren't on the map before, but I think people are finally really recognizing that we have been undervalued for so long um, and that you know, we've always kind of been the turtle in the appreciation race. And I think finally, maybe we're hitting that, you know, upper echelon. Mm. So let's just, I guess, you know, obviously you do this every day. If, if somebody's listening to this and whether they're on the selling side, buying side, uh, what are some things that you say, I, if, if, if people in the real estate market, whether, whatever side that here's some things I'd like to share with them, here's some things they need to make, you know, kind of some steps to get their head straight on this, because obviously everybody's Googling everything, but like, you know, what would you, how would you suggest that a person kind of goes down and starts making some of these decisions? I think first and foremost, contacting a local real estate professional, period. I mean, they are able to give you the best pulse idea of what's going on. They can connect you. If you're not doing a cash deal, they can connect you with some of their preferred lenders. I know for us, we love to do a strategy session with our buyers and our sellers to really understand, again, their goals. Um, and I think that's important because you're able to set the expectations of, hey, this is what we're going to be you know, experiencing this next couple of months or six months, whatever that timeline might be. But I think it's really understanding and being clear about your needs and then us being able to take that and, and really help you through the process. Well, that all sounds great. Always a wealth of knowledge. Thank you very much, Renee, for joining us today in our studio live. Um, uh, thanks again for coming in. And, and for anyone that's listening, uh, Renee, could you just share how they could reach out to you? If, if they're in this dilemma, if they've got this house that, house they know that's going to sell and they want to buy and they just want to try to start navigating that, uh, how could they reach out to you and your team? Um, best way to reach me is my direct number is 919-868-4383. Um, you're welcome to check us out on the lovely internet and find a wealth of knowledge there, but that's www.hregcells.com. And I know that uh, Renee said that fast. So uh, the, <laughs> all the information will be on our show notes uh, on whatever podcast you listen to platform, as well as on our website, all of that will be listed there. So you can just go there and get all that information and be able to reach out to Renee. But Renee, thank you so very much for coming in and chatting with us. Today. I enjoyed it. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. All right, everyone that wraps up today's episode of the secure your retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. 
always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.